We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is a special PLL exclusive edition of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Kyle Bennett, OTB Herm, live from Underground Studios. Guys, we're prefacing this right off the bat. You get two episodes this week. Two episodes. Yo, dudes, what's up? And in order to get them, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews because some coward... Decided to leave a one-star rating. Didn't oh, leave their name. Wait, so here. We, we Can I to- just chirp them right now? Boost the uh, the five-star ratings and reviews. We we love the early outcome on the new feed there, but we need more to uh, just help more people find it on the old Apple podcast, so leave it there. We are also on Spotify, Google Play, uh, working on getting on Stitcher for our Stitcher listeners. And we're on a whole bunch of other podcast outlets, including Anchor. Um, Dude, we're all over the place. We are. How did uh, the as as the old Pitbull would say, we we are podcast worldwide. Podcast worldwide. You know, like just ball. without the three hundred five. Yep, missing the three hundred five. But um, we're in that two John five. Shout out we, Chris Collins. Shout out Matt Rambo. He has True. a two one five phone number. True, and he he takes great pride in it. But. I think I think my yo dudes what's up got kind of overlooked back there. So yo dudes what's up? How you guys doing today? Uh, Herm here, and I am just thriving. You know, I was buzzing on the ice earlier. I mean, this isn't a hockey podcast, but I was I was getting after it today, and I felt really good. And um, so it really got me excited to come in and talk a little bit lacrosse. But um, Kyle, is this episode number one that we're doing right now? This is the first of two that we are going to record oh, back to back. We're just going to keep recording, but like you guys are just getting a whole lot of content here. So, uh, episode number one, we got a little seventy-eight overall. Seventy-eight overall, we got a little bit of a uh, PLL news to talk about. Yes, PLL day as we record this on Wednesday. Not our typical recording day, yep. but uh, we record this on Wednesday because a ton of stuff went down. PLL day was yesterday. It was on Tuesday. It was a huge success. Huge to be, social if, media day. If I'm being totally, completely honest right now, and I think it's important for me to be open and honest with our listeners, when they first announced PLL day in quotes, I it's not that I was skeptical. I just didn't think it would mean anything at all. I I genuinely like just, just like, another oh, advertising just an, thing. Another day for me to post a picture of me in a PLL t-shirt, but the world really it just came out. Came out and showed everybody in there. I mean, okay, one of our most loyal followers, Mark W, my man was wearing his tie-dye jersey underneath the button-down in the courtroom. Big that baller move. Huge look. I mean, he was shared all over the place. He lives NBC up to his sports, uh PLL, I mean, everybody he lives was up to his that. Twitter handle. Perfectly at I love lax. 
Yeah, I mean, that's with the, some numbers in there. But that's the stuff you love to see, man, because, I mean, because I was so skeptical, it just made me that much happier that yesterday people came out in droves and they Tell were, me you saw that video. Which one? The the video that was, like, sourced. Oh, 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 Chris Benz. Yes. Yes. Boy, Chris. Chris Benz, one that of video, my most loyal followers. The, the heartstrings were tough. I know. It was adorable. It was, it was awesome. great. You love to see it. That was my favorite moment of the day was watching that video because I was like, damn, like, that's just so awesome. Yeah, I know. That really got to me. I mean, it was just great seeing so many people just wearing their shirts under what they would usually wear to work. And that's just so cool, man. I mean, I, I can't tell you. I don't even think people did that for, like, MLB, NFL. I mean, people wear jerseys to work in such occasions. And like usually it's days. only on a big And it's like, yeah, for, like, the level. champion. Like, if your team's, Super like, in the Bowl. World Series or something, yeah. you're wearing your team's jersey. But, like, yesterday people were just... Showing off the PLL love left and right, I thought that I had one of the most clever tweets of 2019, personally, uh, with my Paul Rabel wasn't putting anything underneath my Christmas, underneath my tree. I was a little disappointed. I did leave my lacrosse tree out, and uh, there was nothing there. Come on, Paul, weren't you giving things away? Yeah, Paul, come on, man. Leave leave some more presents under the tree next year, but would you? But speaking of Paul Herm, to cap off PLL day, the PLL tweeted, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, that's all they tweeted. That was the inclination that some big news was going to go down. And Paul Rabel was in Connecticut at NBC Sports Studios. Yep, in Sanford. announced that the PLL will be expanding and adding a seventh lacrosse club in 2020. Just one, though. Not two like we had you know, speculated throughout. Which he even addresses. Yes, and I think the more I think about it, the more I think about it, I like the idea. You have a it's natural smart. bye week added into the season now. We're not we're not going to have dead weeks anymore, in my right. opinion. The way that this schedule is going to you know end up coming to be, um, you know, it's going to be one team off, two team, two or three. Like you're going to have lacrosse every single weekend now. Right, you're going to have lacrosse every weekend, and there's always going to be four teams playing. So it works perfectly. You go four weeks, you get a break, and you'll get what probably two bye weeks a season, mm-hmm. maybe like just like this year. Yeah, so I mean it's perfect. It gives the guys the rest that they need, the appropriate rest, and it just adds another like team to the mix. I mean the role. The oh jeez, guys, I'm struggling already. Uh, the Wood, Redwoods tweeted out just another team to roll over, but then I chaos just tweeted felt uh, as though I needed to remind them that uh, they don't roll over everyone. Chill, as, be uh, chill, whip snakes. Chill. We were PLL champions. Chill, Chiefs. Uh, chaos also tweeted they're not ready for this chaos. Yeah, um, I saw that too. But I mean, a seventh team, a, a seventh team is coming into the fold. I don't know how I feel about the odd number. If I'm being totally, I'm okay with, with it. You. We we've seen it in the past. We've seen it in the NFL. When we've seen the NLL. We've seen it in the NLL, and we're currently witnessing it in the NHL. Right. We have a, a 31 team NHL. We had a, until a 30, the uh, Seattle Hoosier would call right. It. Uh, we had a 31-team NFL for a very long time. Yep. Um, we, we've seen it in the NLL right now with 13 teams, and it works. Um, you know, so I think you know overall, I think it'll it'll work, especially with the natural bye week thing coming into play. Um, but seven teams now. The original sticks obviously going to stick around. It's kind of like the NHL. The original pretty six, much, man. I mean. Wow, it was kind of weird the first time I heard that terminology, the original six, because I mean. It's kind of cool. I mean, we were not even thought of when the original six NHL teams came around, and maybe here we I were. was—I might have been a thought, like <laughs> the slightest glimmer of a thought way back when. But here we are. We covered the original six in their first season. Um, wow, which was man, that's crazy. 
which was fun to uh, reminisce about on PLL Day. But uh, Paul, in his announcement, uh, to you know, stated that there will be an expansion draft that goes down in February 2020. Mm-hmm. There will be a new entry, entry draft, which you and I both speculate that is going to be for you know, yeah, quote unquote, veteran to... players either jumping from the MLL or that just did not play. Yep. You know. At all, kind of like Mitch Jones. He was on Chrome's, you know, expanded roster, but didn't play. So maybe that's the type of players that also get added mm-hmm. into this new expansion draft. Um, and then we will also have the college entry draft. Yep. And that'll probably be about the same four rounds. I mean, I can't imagine they do much more than that with all the extra movement that's going to be going on in other places. And I mean, these teams are going to be stacked still. I mean, we're getting so much talent. It's going to be freaking ridiculous. Um, the thing that makes me most excited for this expansion is, well, first of all, I really, as much as I thought they probably had an idea of it, I really don't think they came to the conclusion that they wanted to expand until like the last two weeks, probably. It, mm-hmm. it really seems as though this was something that was thought out after the season. Like Paul hinted at it. And then in his announcement video, they said they went back, they discussed it, right. you know, for the past few weeks and, and then every, came to the conclusion that it only made sense right now to add one team. Right. And every move that they make in this league is done with such a logistic plan in place that, I mean, going one team at a time is probably the smarter role. I'm mm-hmm. one of those types of dudes. I jump into things a little bit quick. It's just how I am. You know, I'm always the first person to say I love you in a relationship. It's just who I am. And that's Where the, it's the personality two I Two teams <laughs> I don't think would have been a huge I don't, thing. But right. I the more I think about it, like I said, the more I like it just being one team this coming season. And you know what I really enjoy about it too is if we got two teams this season, we wouldn't have seen another expansion for a few years. I right. Think. I think by adding one team this year, we might have the opportunity now to open up for another team next year, which or the year or after. the year after to continue a more progression or a slower progression mm-hmm. of expansion as opposed to kind of just busting early and like. Then you see what players retire. You see what players exactly. you know stick around in terms of you know. It also just opens up more roles in the front office and media opportunities, and for people to like get to work in the office of the PLL, which is awesome. I mean, they're creating Seems jobs like they're, for people. Yeah, they're creating that advisory board that Dom Stars is going to be a part exactly. of. Um, because we never heard anything about that until Dom well, decided we, to step down. I think down. we did have an idea about uh, it because Paul was still... It was never really publicized. It wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't a very publicized uh, thing, but I do know that there was a large amount of... The advisory board is definitely... It's like Paul, Tom Schreiber, Kyle Harris. Exactly. It's the people who really influence the game Mike both and on and off the field and want to bring the best game of lacrosse to the play, people, like the fans, mm-hmm. each and every week. So, I mean, with this expansion, I mean, we're get, we got to talk names. We, we got to talk names. Plus, uh, Paul also mentioned with the expansion draft, the original six teams will get to protect players. Right for the expansion draft so each team gets to protect 10 of their 24 which we're going to go through each team and kind of figure out which 10 guys are going to stick around on there you guys are going to hear me butcher some names butcher some teams and uh you're going to be okay with it so um, and then we've got team names as well let's go names first we I'm are really excited fly- to hop right in this we're flying it's it's flight lc or die right i mean i came up with this idea probably almost like 
at least a month ago easy, at this point. Easy, if not more. The first time I suggested it, I don't even think either of us liked it. And it's kind of grown on me a ton since then. But, I mean, when we go back to it, we always honor the game. And we like to think of the creator's game as why we play lacrosse and how we recognize those who have played before us and just respecting the game itself. And because of that, my when we're told the story of the creator's game, the char- the image that I always take away with me the bet- the most is the eagle. And he's he's a flyer and he flies and swoops around and he's just this ma- I don't want to say majestic. I guess majestic. Majestic. Majestic creature that's gorgeous and beautiful. And because of that, they fly. Flight. Like, not like a plane, but like an eagle. And so, none of these teams really have, like, direct names. They're not, like, the the horses. Or, right. Or, like, the lobsters or the alligators. Like, they are these weird, it's not weird Atlas, names. It's Chrome. Atlas, Chrome. They Redwoods. Have different you know. types of names. So, Flight LC just makes sense to me. I mean... And all of the, the original six names roll off the tongue easily. And they Whip all... snakes, Redwoods, Chrome, right. Atlas. Are, like, it's it's concise like it's not a a mouthful type thing exactly and because so many of them already have animal figures attached to them i just just felt like the only one really with an eagle or a falcon the only one really that doesn't is i mean you could tie in archers as like the human element oh that's very true actually which is how i see it and and chrome you could also do that being like that's the the warrior um but yeah, I, I think Flight LC is is the name that it needs to be. We also saw some floating around on Twitter. Um, you know, you and I were talking last night about the the whole story of the creators mm-hmm. game and everything. And the eagle. There's also the turtle or the tortoise. So yep. we could have something related to water. I saw one earlier. Um, somebody suggested splash, but then I saw tsunami, and I was like, that's pretty tough. Or aqua. Yeah. Aqua LC. Oh, I kind of like that actually. That kind of just hit me, um, but but this is I also, also a great saw... opportunity to freaking chirp some people as people <laughs> are out here suggesting names. Oh, I can't. I don't even know where to start. Like Gators, Elsie. Like I don't think we'll ever see a team name that is one like you said directly related to the logo, and two that is already an existing thing team. like they're not going to name a team the ravens right or like anybody who suggests a name with the before the name is automatically wrong out because there's not they're all lacrosse clubs there's not like like you wouldn't say the liverpool lacrosse club like soccer reference For soccer here. yeah yeah like it's liverpool soccer club like or football club. or football liverpool right, fc right 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 and so and you're not going to see any team with the before it. Right. So like, and that's the premise behind the Yellow the Jackets will never be a team in the PLL. I'm sorry. Like, you guys... Don't. It's not going to be named after a mascot. Right. There's not going to be mascots tied in. I mean, I hope that the league gets mascots. Don't That'd be get tough. me wrong. That'd be amazing. Olympic I, style? Oh, exactly. Olympic style. Like, they don't have any affiliation to any teams. They just kind of wander around the old uh, premier zone and interact with kids. You know? I mean, I Plus, I don't think we're going to see any team with a yellow and black combo because that's the league colors right no that would be a bad look because they that's like a team being red white and blue in the uh, nfl oh wait that's the thing the giants patriots no different blue <laughs> very different blue don't don't talk about my boys like um that. one thing though that, that i would be weird i also saw interesting too was the opposite of water which is fire and i saw inferno okay so also part of this is the wpll has teams that are kind of similar to this i mean so do they maybe have some kind of like 
partnership where they work off of the same type of name and then have the teams represent one another. I hope that the WPLL also follows the tour a bit more this year mm-hmm. where we get more games and we've talked in about the that same throughout yeah, the regular season about of the PLL all year. I just hope that the WPLL basically just follows not even follow maybe the PLL follows the WPLL wide behind or back and forth know, like just have have more intercross concert or, style they're on tour together. Right, tour together and really bring out the women's game just as big as the men's because it's growing almost faster than the men's game at this point. So to have the WPL with the PLL would be just awesome. So if they wanted to do some kind of combination with the names, that'd be pretty dope. I, I think I could support that yeah. wholeheartedly. Um, but I think the naming process, you know, Paul also said that the name will come out on Friday. So Friday will know the name at least, and then we can move forward there. But uh, let's go through these rosters, Herm. We'll start off with archers. Um, but before we do that too, Shout out to John Paul. He is stepping down from Atlas as the head coach. Yep. Just wants to spend more time with his family. Can't blame him. Um, Not at all. And took know, Atlas to the playoffs, even though it was in the quote unquote losers bracket, but yep. had a had a hell of a season with that team and, you know, brought them back from the the absolute depths of the league with that goal differential they had and had a run at potentially getting that number one overall pick. They'll pick number two. Um but shout out to John Paul and uh now two teams looking for a head coach from the original six. Certainly, and um, John Paul is one of the best to ever do it, and I, I can't blame the guy. I mean, it's, it's a pretty hectic schedule. You're on the road every weekend of your summer. So if you have a family and people that you want to spend time with, I mean, that's that's usually the, the time of your life that you want to be doing it. So hats off to John Paul. I mean, one of the best to ever do it. And, I mean, to be able to say you coach the first ever Atlas team, is that's huge because it's pretty sick. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, let's get in these rosters. So man. ten guys out of twenty-four will be protected. Looking at archers, I can probably name five guys right off the bat that are are staying put. I can tell you who's not. Tom Schreiber. He's getting traded. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the NLL, Herm. Um, no, he was protected in NLL. I know, but that's my hot take: is that he eventually is not oh, with he, Toronto. He's no, he's going to end up in New York. New York. We all know it. Um, but looking at this archers team. Uh, right off the bat, as I look at this screen here, uh, Dominique Alexander is staying put. Yeah, I like that. I mean, he brings too much speed and aggression to this team. We obviously have Will Manny, Marcus Holman, you know, Scotty Ratliff. Scotty our Ratliff. Boy. I'm, I'm also protecting Dan Ipe, one of my mm-hmm. one of my boys. Um, Matt McMahon, obviously, you got to protect him, man. He's one of the best poles in the freaking league. Um, it's Ben McIntosh protected. Had a yeah. had a pretty solid season for Archers this year. Yeah. I think we should protect Macintosh. Wait, first of all, what number are we at? I so think we, I we've got Dominique like, Alexander. We've got Marcus Holman, Will Manny, Tom Schreiber, Ben McIntosh, Danny Hype. Is that it? That's all I'm we've named sure. so far? Goalie-wise. We know Archers mm. went with the two-goalie so tandem. tandem idea here. But I don't think that... Do they protect either of them? You know, I think that they end up protecting Bones Kelly because, you know, it's important to have someone who you can rely on as a face-off guy who's had experience in the league now. I think that we see also a guy like Jackson Place maybe get protected here because, I mean, he as his name isn't the most recognized in the league. He's obviously not putting up points every week, but, you know, he plays a pretty vital role in this Archer squad, so I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, protected him. As long as him. he's able to come back healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's always a pretty it's Joey Sankey get protected. I, it was a guy they traded for. Uh, to help this offense. I think Joey had a good enough year to get himself a little protection this offseason. I mean, 
maybe signs a bigger ticket this year. Honestly, he played pretty well. He, yes. He, he also meshed really well with this Archers team. Right away. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they protected him. That's what? That's eight, nine? Uh, Christian Cuccinello is an interesting one because he that played really well one. once he started getting integrated, which was pretty much D.C. and then throughout the rest of the season. He right. was a big part of that offense. A big part of this, too, is what kind of logistics they put right. on who can which, be protected. Before we started, I said... I view it as potentially being a 4-4-1-1 where they protect four forwards, four defenders, a face-off guy, and a goalie. Yes, and that would that would basically make sense to me because you don't want to see a league where a team's protecting all of their attackers and or, two middies. Yeah. I mean, that would just be ridiculous. And then basically every defenseman in the league would be back up for the draft pool, mm-hmm. and it would kind of just lead to an imbalance that we really don't want to see in the league. So... uh Archers overall, we're going to go Scott Ratliff, we're going to go Marcus Holman, Will Manny, Dominique Alexander, Bones Kelly, uh, we're going to go with, you know, looking at this defense, Ian McKay, I think, is somebody defense-wise that gets uh, protected because, you know, like to see that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's young, young talent, he's, he's great, he's a defensive midi, um, so and he he added a lot of you know depth to that defense, especially once Tom went down uh, to the midfield. Overall, he he really helped kind of keep them together. Um, this Archer's team has a lot of talent. Plus, they've got the number one overall pick right. that they're going to add to uh, this roster. So, Archer's is going to be an interesting case, I think, among all of these teams because of just the the versatility they have across all the positions. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Looking at Atlas. Trevor Baptiste, an obvious must protect. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Brown. Yeah, you protect Brownie. Connor Busick. I would like to see Busick get protected, but I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he was one of those uh, on the mm-hmm. what? What do they call on it? the bubble? On the bubble, guys. Yeah. Jack and Cannon, I believe, is going to be the goalie moving yeah. forward. Yep. Uh, John Crawley. Mm, um, I like Crawley. Great guy. Great personality. I don't know if we see him get protected. It's gonna be he's gonna be another bubble guy for me. Tucker Durkin, I think we get him protected. I Kyle mean, Hartzell, I think gets yeah, protected. Kyle Hartzell will be protected. Paul Rabel will be protected. Eric Law. Yeah, I think we see Law get protected. He's too talented by the cage to not. Kieran McCardle is an interesting one as well. He'll be another bubble. I mean, the Atlas has so much freaking talent, dude. That's going to be the tough thing. A, a team like the Archers, and this is no shots at anybody or anything. I think that they have a more heavy lineup in names like Joel Tinney is out there too for them uh you know Cade Van Rapport our guy yeah I think we see Cade get I mean he's their most offensive productive defender mm-hmm. um Kevin Unterstein is a guy that kind of came on late for them and got his name more out there yeah he's an interesting case um you know a guy like Callum Robinson depending on if he can even play next year because of the injury yeah, he'll be able to play um, next year. You know, we'll see what happens Callum there. Callum will be an interesting one because, I mean, it's tough to see which defenders you want to protect, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that we will have so much better insight once we know the actual logistics. But, like, shoots, like, just Jake balling? Jake and Noah Richard. Um, ooh, that's tough. That is tough. Yeah, the Alice has too many big names. Austin Biffany is a guy who we haven't even brought up. Yeah. Brent Noseworthy, another guy that I think does not get protected. Remind me again how the Atlas didn't win every game that they right. played in last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, Atlas is going to be Atlas a really be a interesting one. case because and right now they don't have a coach. Right now they don't have a coach who kind me. of acts as the the quote unquote GM Paul in this league. So player well, coach, uh, you know, I made the joke about the player coach on last week's episode. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw Paul Rabel try and pull put off on a another coach hat. type deal. That would be hilarious. Uh, let's move forward to friend of the show, the official head coach of the Outside the Box podcast, Andy Towers and his Chaos Club. Right off the bat. Josh Byrne, absolutely. Yeah, have to protect him. Deemer class, absolutely. Um, Tyson Bell, have to protect him. Really? Yeah, I'm protecting Tyson Bell because that's my boy. Uh, that, that's honestly, it's kind of a biased bias choice. Connor but. Fields, obviously. Jake Fricaro, obviously. obviously. Mark Lucini. Yes. Curtis Dixon, who did I not think, play. I think th- that's actually a very good question because Curtis is obviously one of the more talented guys in the league. He hasn't even played in the expects field Expects to yet. play in 2020. Well, he said that on our play. show a couple of weeks ago. He has a great relationship with Andy. And so, yeah, I think that eh, I he's going to be, be a bubble guy. Yeah. Bubble guy. Miles Jones, obviously, yep. is the face of their team pretty much the way they market. Uh, you know, Kyle McClancy is an interesting one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, he plays a much bigger role than people give him Yeah, props he's an under-the-radar. Yeah. He and Troy Ray working together, I don't think that I would want it any other way. I mean, two you Albany guys, they both just know each other really well and i think that you have to protect both of them jared newman obviously shout out to our boy obviously uh you know pat resh is going to be an interesting one he was a guy that suited up pretty much every week for them was a a another guy kind of like mcclancy under the radar did a lot for them uh a guy like joe resitardis who did not suit up for chaos i'm pretty sure uh is going to be an interesting case to see what they do there obviously they're going to keep blaze um like the pizza Jack Rowlett. Yes. Absolutely. One He's of the most fantastic. young, talented defenders coming up through the ranks here. Dane Smith was fantastic for them. Yeah. And I think he's an interesting you know, case. I'm going to make a hot take here, though. I don't think that they... Mm, never mind. That's, Dane Dane is considered say, a midfielder, so he could fall under that you know defense I, type. I was going about... I was considering, like, the slightest consideration that they might not protect Miles Thompson. <laughs> They're keeping Miles Thompson. They want that top. Three okay, there. wait, but listen to this. Listen to this. Just, just hear me out for a second. We're going into expansion. His brother Lyle, he's obviously coming to the PL. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be just honest with ourselves. Let's be honest with the world. Do they try and work something out where Miles and Lyle are on the same expansion team? Maybe team number seven is based on the Thompson brother around the Thompson brothers. Maybe. Do we see Jeremy then? also get added because into that jeremy is also with right chaos. with chaos so i mean it's kind of a good it's a good question i don't think that it's something that should be laughed at i think that i think miles or do they go the easier route and try to get lyle to chaos and we see a okay, guy but let's like be real and we see a guy who did not play because of injury austin stotts get moved to another team True. I mean, dude. I mean, this this Austin chaos Stotts, offense is literally overflowing with attackmen right now. Austin like, Stotts is also a guy that Andy Towers has a great relationship with. He's looking forward true. to coaching him. So, I think Austin and Curtis, both friends of the show, are the two really interesting cases for this chaos team because one, they did not suit up one game for uh, chaos last year, right? And they are just oozing with talent. And they're could, so good. You know, you add those two. And play a style like Redwoods did with five attackmen. How no defense is stopping an attack lineup of Josh Byrne, Connor Fields, 
Miles Thompson, Austin Stotts, Curtis Dixon, and even if you take one of them out and put in Lyle Thompson, yeah, then that's it's even absurd. Less, yeah, I mean, oh, jeez. See, but that's that's where these conundrums come in. I think that it'll be a really interesting decision that Andy has to make here because it's it's true. There's so much talent in one little team. I mean. It's it's tough, dude. It's tough. It's going to be very interesting. It will. Uh, let's move to the other team without a coach, Chrome, uh, the team that you and I both said kind of needed that boost in talent. Um, but looking at it, I think it's a, a the easiest of the teams to kind of determine will be this team. Uh, I think Ned Karate is a guy that gets protected. Romar Dennis yep. gets protected. Connor Farrell. Romar Dennis. <laughs> Connor Farrell obviously getting protected. Joe Fletcher, a guy who came in during the season but was dynamic for them on defense, a huge mm-hmm. addition. I think he's staying. Um, Gutty, obviously, the oh, face of that, that team. Uh, <laughs> you know, we said Mitch Jones could be a guy that gets put into that, you know, new expansion draft mm-hmm. if he doesn't, you know, stay with Chrome. Uh, Jordan McIntosh. I definitely think is going to be sticking around with I Chrome. Agree. Yep. Uh, Simon Matthias definitely sticking around. Definitely sticking around. Um, you know, Brett Queener, player coach. <laughs> I mean, that, that was where I was going with it. Last Brett Queener was arguably their best goalie, and that's going to be a decision they have to make. Is you know <laughs> they, who they want in net? Yeah, maybe they. I think that they attack someone in um expansion or. Just Entry maybe, draft. maybe we see a guy like Dylan Ward who might be coming over from the MLL. All of them in the what is it? New entry draft. Here's, an, here's another it? interesting one. Scotty Rogers not getting protected. That's true. Scotty Rogers probably Could get wouldn't his get chance. protected. Charlie Could, Cipriano, another guy. Yeah, there's they have a lot of options here. I mean, I think I don't know if they roll with the same tandem. I don't know if Galloway necessarily has the job security that he had last year this year i mean he didn't necessarily have the best performance ever and i think it'll be interesting for him john ranigan absolutely yeah, of course chris sabia is an interesting one on defense yeah Int- i don't think we protect sabia though uh drew seven of course gotta protect the guy <laughs> uh <My> guy <laughs> joel white jordan wolf obvious locks um ty thompson is another guy that'll be either a bubble guy or a definite lock for them. Yeah, Chrome is going to be a very interesting case because it they, will be. I mean, they have a lot. I think more holes to fill in terms of just you know gelling than any other team. Totally, and you know I don't want anybody to. I mean, I would protect Alec Tollett personally. Don't sleep on my boy. He's an absolute beaut. He's honestly one of the most talented guys out there. I don't know why so many teams kept trading him last year. Cause he was like, on half the league. <laughs> dude, he was at, on half the league, but he's like also one of the most talented guys we understood the, the field. Fir- we understood the first trade week. because it right. brought Jules, Jules Henningberg to Redwoods, and like that's a no-brainer. Like yeah, Both teams got improved. Exactly. Um, but from Whips to uh, Chrome? Uh, it was dude, weird. It was weird, man. And I mean... Dude, hats off to Alec, though, dude. He's an absolute freaking beaut. Gets after it. Really. Could Alec Tullett complete the cycle and be the first guy to play on every single every team? Every single team. Is that, did that happen in any other league? Um, no, definitely not. There's been guys that have played on every team in like a division. In a division, right. Um, I mean, this is a smaller league, too. Yeah. So, but that'd be pretty funny. It'd be pretty funny. All right. Uh, let's move to the runner-up team, my squad, Redwoods. This team is going to be struggling intense on who nat st laurent mm-hmm. friend of the show uh, the other head coach of this podcast why don't we just call him right now <laughs> yo nat what's the what's the deal i just hit him up i mean he's actually probably at practice right now <laughs> here let, let's just go through this list brent adams 
Yes. Westberg. They traded yes. for him. I think you kind of have to keep him. Uh, you can't tell that man at the cottage that you're not protected. <laughs> I mean, he's just enjoying his time at the cottage, you know. Garrett Garrett Playing. Apple is a definite lock. Oh, yeah. Ryder Garnsey, definite lock. Eddie Glazner? Mm, yes. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Because without this defensive core, then mm-hmm. the Redwoods aren't who they are. Right. And I think that they have to keep that in t- intact. Beast, obviously. Got to protect Beast. Uh, Pat Harbison is going to be an interesting case. He was on the field for this team pretty much every single game. Yep. Scrappy guy, gritty guy. Uh, he'll be an interesting one. Kyle Harrison, I think you by de facto, is getting protected. Um, and I think that even if they didn't protect him, no other team is going to pick him up just yeah. out of like respect. Right. Personally. Jules, obvious face of the franchise, yep. in my opinion. Uh, my laptop just died, so I'm going to pull up the website over here. Um, you know, I mean, other guys that just... Since we're not looking at this thing anymore, that pop into my brain here. We talk Apple, we talk about Landis, we talk about Glazner. That is the core of this defense that they need to keep around. We got West, we got Jules. Obviously, need JoJo. to keep them. See, I don't think that they protect JoJo because I think that JoJo has a bigger role on a different team. I think that you either trade him to a team like Archers or an expansion team, and JoJo becomes the freaking number 22 that he was at Syracuse and absolutely rips it up because I mean you don't just give a guy 22 at Syracuse and he's not one of the most talented people to ever step on the field so I think then you get a guy like Matt Cavanaugh that's getting protected uh Jack Kelly I don't think we I don't think we protect Jack Kelly no uh Carolunas is I think a bubble type guy yeah bubble Matt Landis you're keeping Landis Island Landis Landis Island is still open I think he's in the same boat uh, Nick Asello. Jack Near. No, he's too far. <laughs> Sergio Perkovich. Yeah. Obvious. Keep both of the Sergios. Salcedo, obvious. Timmy Stroutner, obviously. Clark Peterson's going to be an interesting one. He will be. He'll be got another, hurt. another bubble guy. He got hurt you know, during the season and then was not on the, the playoff rosters. Mm-hmm. And that's when we really saw JoJo shine. Yeah, so JoJo. So that's another interesting I mean, case of winning the hard keeping the JoJo. Game. Um, Tim Troutner, obviously. John Sexton, obviously. Dude, Sergio Salcedo looks sick in his... He looks so sad. He looks like it's he's still green. his bitmoji. Um, and Joe Walters. Oh, of course we're keeping Joe. So, Redwoods, I think, of all the teams, even including Atlas and Chaos, mm-hmm. has the biggest decisions to make. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Because they were just so loaded last year. The toughest part for all of these teams are going to be those bubble guys, the guys that it's like, okay, I really want you. Plus, there's things that the coaches see that we don't see every week on right. half of these dudes that are like, okay, well, we got to keep this guy around because he's a great locker room guy. This guy's going to be taking care of the rookies, you know? So, I mean, you never know what's going on behind the scenes that we don't get to see. So, I mean, if we see some shocking names in these protected rosters that'll be the reason why i mean it happened in the nll last year when we were going through those i mean we were shocked by half of them because there was three or four guys on every roster that we were like holy shit why are they protecting him definitely uh so i think that's the team that has the most decisions to make Mm -hmm. is redwoods let's move to uh your whip snakes the defending champs are gonna get broken up perm no they're not they're gonna get broken up a little bit uh Jake Bernhardt, obvious, keeping him around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Burnmore, arguably best goalie in the league. He's the one that's getting statistically protected. the best goalie in the league. Yeah, Channy, the two bomb king. Yeah, he's staying around. Uh, Ryan Drenner, obviously staying around. Matt Dunn, of Matt course. Dunn, 
Uh, Mike Earhart, of course. obvious. Uh, John House is going to be interesting. There will be. I mean, he performed went off really well in the, the championship, championship game. game. But uh, also, you can't let the recency bias affect you. I mean, he, right. had, he was pretty quiet all season, personally. Here's an opinion. interesting hot take. Connor okay. Kelly does not get protected, and he goes to the expansion team. Why? Um, what is... I think I think he'd have a more defined role where the Whip Snakes team, even after moving Jules to Redwoods during the season, we didn't see too much from Connor Kelly to be like, okay, like he's a definitive part of this offense. It was still Rambo, mm-hmm. Drenner, you know, that, that top part of the offense was still the guys producing and Connor Kelly was more of a role guy. True story. Where I think Connor yeah, Kelly think can, can go to another that. team and be, you know, a quote unquote face. No, I totally agree. I think it's kind of like Jules. Once Jules was able to, I don't want to say get out of the Whip Snakes roster, but like once he got over to he emerged. Woods, he emerged and put his name on the board as a guy who was not just an attackman, but the attackman to be watching. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, he was. I, he I was, mean, Jules was arguably an MVP candidate, right? So I think that we could see something similar come out of a guy like Connor Kelly. Plus, I mean, we've seen Connor I want Kelly, to see Connor like, Kelly, get back to senior year at Maryland. Connor Kelly, right? My my sniper. I mean, like. My guy was one of the best shooters in college lacrosse history. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. But that, that's a good hot take. I like that. Joe Nardella, obviously, is the face-off guy for for Whip Snakes. Uh, Rambo is staying. Ben Reeves is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, Revo, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I think he deserved it. He you know, he was part of that offense out. where, you know, Stagnita could determine whether or not it's between Reeves and Connor Kelly of who it's he true. wants to keep, and we could see Reeves go to the expansion. We team. could always see Revo get put up on waivers. I'm gonna keep. Call, I'm gonna call it put up on waivers because that just sounds interesting. I'm Drew Snyder, we said, obviously sticking obviously around. Alec Tellett still listed on Whip Snakes roster here. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, Ty Warner, I think, is definitely staying around. Bryce Young, staying around, staying around. One so, of the most talented players. Whip Snakes is kind of defined on who's yeah. staying. It's just gonna be their way of navigating through these other drafts of adding the depth pieces back. Certainly, and I think that'll be... I mean, I think that we're going to see a lot of backup goalies go, get moved around in these expansion drafts. Guys like Gunnar Walt and... Um, I don't know who else... Scotty Rogers. All of these dudes that kind of had a home, but were just backups all season mm-hmm. long and now can play maybe a bigger role for another team. A team like Archers or uh, Chrome. So... I think it'll be interesting. I think that with the in introduction of new coaches and different aspects of the league, it'll be really interesting to see how teams approach expansion and entry draft. I mean, we got to talk about the guys that are coming over from the MLO. Lyle. Lyle. Rob Mark Pennell. Matthews. Rob Pennell. Yeah, we, we, talked to, we haven't even Dylan mentioned Ward. Mark Matthews really when we talk about these guys, but I was texting right. you the other day. And I'm 99% sure Mark Matthews had his MLL team in his bio, which was New York, and then he got traded to Atlanta. It's no longer there. It's right. just Saskatchewan Rush and that he's a New Balance Warrior athlete. And you know what was really interesting the other day, guys? And this is probably just me overanalyzing. It was probably like something really small. But Paul, in his Project 9 video, was rocking the old stick that he was using before he got dropped by New Balance and Warrior. So, I mean... I don't necessarily think that he'll be picking up the New Balance and Warrior contract again. However, I bet that they're on better terms. That's kind of and where I'm going with you this. You had said Rob Pennell took the info out of his Instagram right. bio. That was all over Twitter. Someone his, posted His I don't Twitter bio is also just professional lacrosse professional player. Professional lacrosse player in the Premier Lacrosse League for Soon. the Flight LC. Um, so it's going to be interesting there. And no, I think that we see Rob get 
go to Atlas no matter what because he and Paul are best friends and yeah, like them playing together is like peanut butter. And jelly. It's like the missing piece of the Team USA roster. It, it truly is. I mean, I, dude, we got to talk Fall Classic too. I mean, that was a have, blast. We have so much to freaking talk about still. Um, Fall Classic was insane, dude. Uh, we pull out a tight win there. Jared Newman taking freaking bombs. Will Manny stud. Uh, just another great weekend for the boys. USA I mean, roster, studs. USA, I, honestly, that's the thing. I mean, we got some great lacrosse between Canada and the U.S., which you always do now. And the way that USA has really been able to bolster their roster over the last few years is it's pretty insane because, I mean, for years and years and years, Canada was the team. Canada was the best. And, I mean, the USA is right here and now. And seeing UVA out there, too, doing their thing. UVA you know, shout looked out to them. pretty good in their former championship self or reigning supreme what what do you call it when they're reigning champs reigning defending champs, champs defending champs you know the uva cavaliers just getting after it but i mean i it fall classic is one of the best weekends of the year because you get to see all the guys come together from like well now is the first time we got to see them in the pll but it's like all these guys from different teams in the pll coming together to really just put together this freaking unreal united states and canadian roster that go head to head and you love to see it. i mean usa had three face-off guys three of my favorite Nasty. face-off guys and i mean the interesting thing for me is i think that all sponsorships go kind of out the window and so everyone on the field was using like warrior shafts new nike mm-hmm. cleats and socks and uniforms cascade helmets which was really interesting to me i mean like I think that for the international stuff that the guys just wear whatever the hell they're given, which is it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but no, the Fall Classic was insane. Fall Classic was a great was time dope. to watch. And uh, next year I'll be there. But this year I was in Toronto because, um, well, Canada a different day. Uh, PLL expansion, though, it's coming. It's it's on the brink. Friday we'll know the team, and then hopefully Friday we'll also know more of the, Let's the rules be and real, guidelines. Dude. They have to already know the team because they got to be able to put out graphics. They have to be able to put out the news statement. They're going to be putting out merch. They're going to be putting out merch right away. People are going to have to switch bandwagons. Here's one more thing we got to discuss, Herm. All right. Team colors. Oh, okay. So, wait. I was thinking about this the other day. And currently, there's no team with neon green, which is going to maybe be like too similar to the Bayhawks of the MLL to me. So, I mean, I'm thinking we need a team with a little bit of purple. Other than like the Atlas shorts that they wear at practice, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking like maybe like a purple and neon green or like like Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, something more like Seattle Seahawks, but that's also like Bayhawks. So like that's it's really tough. So I mean I I'm struggling with the color idea, the color concepts here because I think that so many of them are taken. Maybe like a gold and white. But, like, that's also close to, like, the PLL logo, you know? Yeah, I don't see any iteration of yellow. Yellow. Maybe orange? That's what I was thinking. Like, some sort of archers? Some sort of orange or maybe, you know, uh... I mean, the oh, archers, the, ar- the orange and the archers is very minimal. Like, there's not too unless much they to do it. what I've been preaching and add that third uniform. Yeah, no, I would love to see a like colorway uniform. But I think we also start to see teams get more like um, creative uniforms next year. I think that they mm-hmm. might change them up a little bit. I think that we see some new cool stuff. But no, oh, dude, the colors are tough because the interesting thing about the league is that they went with different colors i mean mm-hmm. whip snakes has like teal red and white like, and a little bit of forest green right so the forest green just gives it that chrome's got that black and, tiffany blue and white pink. and pink right so each team has their own interesting we could see like a i mean not like yellow and black but like a yellow and 
What color goes with yellow? That OTB teal. That would be interesting. I mean, <laughs> as as cool as like the bright uniforms are, I don't think that they might. I feel like I we're going to get a dark away. color uniform. Like a black? Well, no. People already have black uniforms. Maybe like, what's what's another dark color than navy and black? I think we could see some sort of like grayscale. Oh, grayscale would be pretty cool actually. Yeah. Like gray and purple. Gray and purple would be kind like of a, a charcoal tough look. gray. Plus, that's the same colors as the one team in the P- WPOL. Yeah, so like like a charcoal gray and purple, like a dark purple. Yeah, maybe like a purple and yellow kind of like the Vikings mm-hmm. in the NFL. That'd be kind of cool. But um what do you guys think? Let us know in their five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Don't be the type of person who leaves a one-star we rating have standards. review. We know you guys have standards. And I will unfollow you. We we have standards to uphold, and we know our, our loyal listeners also have those standards. So come out in droves again. Pump those five-star ratings and reviews. And if you don't have an iPhone, we're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Anchor. All that good stuff is there for you to uh, consume the show. But, uh, and a fun fact, if you're in Canada listening, your rating and review will be different from the ones in America. Yeah, because... I, I did my research, I confirmed it. Interesting. Because, so we have seven, no, four, four rating and reviews from Canada that we can't even witness right now because That's we are in America. Isn't that a shame? Hopefully with the whole new Apple podcast splitting everything up that they've it, done it, they'll figure it out it'll we'll, come through it'll come through but you guys just got taken behind the scenes of how we analyze our analytics but uh yeah so to consume us wherever you get your podcasts follow us on twitter consume at, us you want us them to like eat us why not you know oh. at otb laxpod on the twitter machine follow us we are very close to 500 followers we are sitting we? at 482 right now that's 18 look at that quick man. shout out kyle harrison is that what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Number eighteen. Never there. mind. I thought you were saying like he like shouted. Oh us no. Out. Uh, but <laughs> follow us on the Twitter machine. That's where you get all the updates from us. That's where you get every podcast tweeted out, and uh, all that good stuff. Plus all that good content. So we'll be back for you guys as you're listening to this on Thursday. We'll be back on Friday with our NLL preview show, Saskatchewan Rush, breaking them down with Ben McIntosh. You don't want to miss it. So for everybody here at Outside the Box and Underground Sports Philadelphia, for Herm, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace.